Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, May 8th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending May 5th, 2023. In general economic news, vacancies at U.S. employers fell in March by more than forecast and layoffs jumped, indicating a softening demand for workers. The number of available positions decreased for the third straight month to 9.59 million from nearly 10 million a month earlier, according to the Labor Department. That was the lowest in nearly two years. The Federal Reserve last week also increased its benchmark interest rate another quarter of a point to a target range of 5% to 5.25%, its highest level since 2007. The Fed hinted it may be the final move in the most aggressive tightening campaign since the 1980s. In auto finance, used vehicle values posted their first sequential decline of the year in April as values continued to fall on a year-over-year basis. The Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index dropped 3% month-over-month and 4.4% year-over-year to 230.8. April marks the first, first month of 2023 to post sequential declines and the eighth consecutive month of year-over-year declines. By comparison, Used Vehicle Values posted 16 consen- consecutive months of year-over-year declines during the financial crisis. On the technology side, adoption of EV contracting among lenders continues to rise despite slowing origination volume, as evidenced by growth in the volume of auto loans originated digitally and the number of those loans included in auto asset-backed securities issuance in the first quarter. Volume of loans originated through e-contracting services increased 12% on a linked quarter basis and 0.5% year-over-year to about 2 million contracts, according to Walters Kluwer Auto Finance Digital Transformation Index. Meanwhile, subprime lender Credito Real USA is set on expanding its auto finance, uh, financing operations following Bapenza Capital's acquisition of the financier. Bapenza Capital acquired 97.6% of Credito Real USA from Mexico City-based bank Credito Real for more than $60 million on April 19th. Fort Lauderdale, Florida-based Credito Real USA is looking to expand its three business lines, classic indirect auto loans, auto loans to Hispanic consumers without Social Security numbers, also indirect, and open bankruptcy lines. Credito Real is looking to secure a new warehouse line of credit following the acquisition as, and is in, quote, advanced dialogues with new banks for revolving lines, Credito Real USA Chief Executive Scott Seagrave told Auto Finance News. Subprime lender Credit Acceptance Corp loan portfolio portfolio, grew in the first quarter as collection rates stabilized. Credit Acceptance Corp's consumer loan assignment volume grew 18.6% year-over-year on a dollar basis and 22.8% year-over-year on a unit basis. The increase marks the lender's fourth consecutive quarter of consumer loan assignment growth. In the capital markets, Carvana and Ford Credit are having two very different experiences, further illustrating the volatile nature of securities market as interest rates continue to rise. Ford Credit completed half of its annual funding plan in the first quarter despite rising interest rates that are compressing interest margins. The captive in Q1 issued $12 billion of debt in capital markets, $6 billion secured, 
and six billion unsecured despite quote volatile conditions ford motor motor co chief financial officer john waller said on the company's earning call last tuesday ford credit's 2023 annual funding plan is between 21 billion and 27 billion dollars it's a different story for carvana amanda what's going on at the used car retailer Sure. Um, so their first quarter earnings really is just a continued story of them trying to deal with the debt level that they have. So rather than selling off loans quite as often, they're actually holding on to their receivables at a higher volume compared to historical levels because they are getting quite a bit of yield from those loans. So they are sitting on them a little bit longer. They do plan to sell them down the road. But right now, their finance receivables held for sale in the first quarter were $1.6 billion, which is up 20% year over year. And by comparison, normally their receivables held for sale have hovered between that $300 million to $500 million level. And they typically leverage the capital markets. They have a $4 billion forward flow arrangement with Ally Financial. They'll sell loans off through. So that's typically what they've done. But they are sitting on them more for a longer period of time. And so the amount being held obviously greater than it has been in the past. And like I said, they do have a, a plan to kind of offload those in the coming quarters. Um, that's what the CEO says. We don't know the exact timeline of when they might get back to that normal cadence of that 300 to $500 million range, or if they will get back down to that level, or if this is something that they might do for the foreseeable future. But they are benefiting from the yield on those particular loans. Um, on the other side of their earnings, origination still down about 28% year over year, 7% sequentially. So they are still seeing originations kind of not really come back too strong. We kind of expected that. Their retail sales are down and their inventory is also very small compared to what it used to be. So that's all intentional. Carvana's intentionally keeping their inventory more in line with their sales volume and not keeping a ton on stock. They've been talking about doing that for multiple quarters. So that's no surprise. And they also continue to cut costs in advertising and some of their other operations is to try to shore up their liquidity and deal with some of these debt issues that they have. They also in March offered a, a billion, billion dollar debt swap aimed at reducing their debt up to $300 million. Um, so we'll kind of see how that works out. And they have not ruled out leveraging their real estate from the Odessa acquisition to kind of build up their liquidity as well. So they have a couple of things in the works. We'll just kind of have to see, you know, what route they take to kind of get their earnings back up there where they want them to be. They do have a goal for earnings before interest and taxes and all that to be at a certain level. And that's kind of what they're working toward. But they also continue um, opening new vending machines. So they haven't kind of stopped on the geographical side. Um, at least of what had already been planned. So that's kind of what's going on with Carvana, and we'll just keep an eye on them. Yes, always keeping an eye on Carvana. <laughs> Riley, last last week uh, you had a story on the refinance space, specifically that it's poised for growth despite interest rate increase, increases. So what's going on there? Yeah, so despite the rising interest rate environment that we've seen throughout the last year, Consumer demand for refinancing has actually remained strong. Um, consumers are still able to save on their auto loan by locking in with a lower interest rate um, than they first originated at if they managed to improve their credit score by making on-time payments over the lifetime of their loan. Um, some consumers are also still extending terms on their loan, even if their rate is not improving, so they can have the short-term relief of lowering their monthly payment if their budget is squeezed. 
Uh, Brian Jones, the chief executive of auto refinance, FinTech Gravity Lending, told us that the company has actually seen a rise in application volumes in tandem with rising interest rates. Um, one interesting thing to note is Gravity Lending has signed on with more than half of the top 15 credit unions in the United States by asset size over the last six months as those credit unions have been looking to increase volume through refinance products. Uh, Jones said that some of the credit unions markets had dried up because of the turmoil in the market. So now they're looking to refi to re try to replenish some of that volume that they had lost. Auto refinance FinTech Caribou has also seen strong, uh, strong consumer interest in refinancing. Caribou focuses its business on originating loans with a high credit score, and those consumers still are showing a strong appetite for refi. Um, Caribou's chief lending officer, Jason Tepperman, said that Caribou customers actually save an average of $1,500 a year when they refinance, and that's still in this high interest rate environment. So since demand has been high in the current market, the refinance sector seems to be pretty poised for growth once rates stabilize and begin to come down. And as you said in the opening, the Fed, after increasing by 25 basis points, they have somewhat hinted towards that being the last hike and that there could be in the future rates to come down. So once that does happen, um, the refinance industry should be seeing a increase in consumer applications. Right. It's a good opportunity for some of these banks to, you know, keep loan production flowing, even if they're not originating new loans. Like you said, uh, less risky borrowers, really, really good payment history, um, probably a little bit of equity in that vehicle. That all is a really nice blend uh, for to uh, to refi that that loan and, and get that on your books. So we'll definitely keep an eye out, out on that. This week, the Auto Finance Summit East kicks off. We're very excited to see everyone in Nashville. Uh, be sure to check uh, back to the site often. Uh, we will have live coverage from the event uh, Thursday, Friday, and into next week. And also, if you're there, say hi. We'll be around. Uh, that about does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on, on the roadmap, and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.